0: listening to the Sheila's Podcast, where we talk candidly about married life and parenting within the domestic church in the light of Carmelite spirituality and the Catholic faith.
1: We're your hosts, Donald and Megan Wallenfang, and we invite you into today's conversation of Living Catholic with a banner. <laughs> Welcome everyone to this episode of the Shoeless Podcast. Immediately following our last episode dedicated to the meaningfulness of work, we thought it necessary to feature an episode on rest, asking the question, why rest? Why not work seven days a week, 365 days a year?
0: We want to explore the biblical and liturgical meaning of rest from a Judeo-Christian perspective. What exactly is this rest of God? And how do we enter into it in the midst of a very busy and noisy culture? So let's go back to the beginning, the simple question, why rest?
1: When we think of scripture, the book of Genesis, the very first chapter, we find God creating all of these various spaces and time zones of being and filling them with different kinds of beings the pinnacle of which is human beings and after God makes all he does through the course of these symbolic six days we read in scripture on the seventh day God rests and so the name of this day is Shabbat in Hebrew meaning seven the seventh day seven a very symbolic number in the Judeo-Christian tradition for wholeness for fullness for fulfillment and then in the new testament we find in the letter to the hebrews in chapter four so much reference to this rest of god quoting from psalm 95 warning the israelites how if they turn away from the will of god and the torah of god the law of god they will not enter into the rest of god but through christ we read the author to the hebrews saying For we who believed enter into that rest. Therefore, a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. And whoever enters into God's rest, rests from his own works as God did from his. Therefore, let us strive to enter into that rest so that no one may fall after the same example of disobedience, So, we see a direct link right here between obedience to the will of God and entering into the rest of God.
0: Mm -hmm. One thing that I heard you say was wholeness, fullness. I think so many times we think of life being full when our calendar is full or when we have a, a busy schedule, when we're going from one thing to the next. It's so contrary to what you're saying about rest being necessary for fullness, for wholeness.
1: That's so true. I think in our culture for many of us, we think of fullness as having full schedule, a full plate of mm-hmm. activity, mm-hmm. a full bank account full of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just things are just happening and as if that's the essence of fullness, which mm-hmm. There's something good about being prosperous and uh, working hard. and But at the same time, maybe there's something missing there if that's all we're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. I know the Benedictines talk about not being idle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think many of us are afraid of idleness. In particular, we can be afraid of what thoughts are going to come to our mind if we're idle. We like to keep ourselves busy. And when the Benedictines talk about idleness, they're not speaking of constant work but of a healthy balance between work and rest and so I think we can't be afraid of a restful idleness and one where our calendar is not full when where we have nothing scheduled in our family we have six children and so it could seem that our calendar could be very full but it is good when we can carve out days where nothing is going on and I think For you and I, we definitely feel we can enter into rest for ourselves and with our children when the calendar is empty.
1: Most definitely. I I love looking at our family calendar and seeing a totally empty square. (laughs) (laughs) Not needing to go anywhere, nothing on the agenda. Mm -hmm. And knowing that we can take a more leisurely approach To the day Mm -hmm. maybe sleep in a little and have some good breakfast together Mm -hmm. and a little morning tea and just enjoy each other's company Mm -hmm. for a while Mm -hmm. so it becomes about leaving space also to spend quality time quiet time with God Mm -hmm. if everything all the days are filled up on the calendar there's not much time for prayer Mm -hmm. there's not much time Just to be together, be with God for always doing and going. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. I think I remember my grandma had a magnet on her refrigerator and it said, I know I'm efficient. Tell me I'm beautiful. Mm. And so many of us, we pride ourselves in how efficient we can be. And we know that we're efficient. And when we were talking about work um, on the previous episode, we mentioned that the child works inefficiently while the adult strives to work towards efficiency. And I think we want to recognize that being inefficient ushers in rest by way of delight. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That is to say, when we are slow, it brings about rest because we can find joy and delight in what we are doing. Mm -hmm. And I've recently brought this in with doing the laundry. Usually I walk from room to room, gathering all the laundry to bring it to the laundry room. And I've started not being efficient with it. I've started by not getting one whole load and bringing it all into the laundry room, but going one room and bringing it to the laundry room and another to the laundry room. This inefficient laundry process that I've started is allowing me to gather laundry from each room, and to wonder about whose laundry this is and what they may have done in these clothes. Mm. Sometimes there's dirty clothes, and I can remember how Oliver was outside playing soccer. And it brings great delight to think about what has happened in these clothes or dirty towels from the kitchen. This is just simple, but it brings in delight the slowness can bring in delight. And so I think there's a great value in being inefficient because it brings in rest.
1: Mm-hmm. It's such a paradox, really. We think about the efficiency of work and wanting to make everything more and more efficient, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. And there, we have expressions like time is money mm-hmm. and things and And so we can get really frustrated when we don't feel productive, we don't feel efficient. But to strive, when we're aiming at rest, to strive for inefficiency. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Taking aim at a totally different Mm -hmm. target, like Mm -hmm. you're saying with picking up clothes slowly, Mm -hmm. gradually, Mm -hmm. little by little, Mm -hmm. it's really uh, something quite different than Mm -hmm. the typical state of mind
0: right i mean we would say that inefficiency is a waste of time many of us might also think resting is a waste of time but i think resting is not a waste of time but is actually a maker of time Mm. and this is because resting takes away the noise of illusion And the drowsiness or malaise of frenetic motion, Mm -hmm. of busyness. When we rest, it makes our senses heightened. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so when we're resting, it actually gives us more time because the time we have becomes more in tune with the present moment.
1: For sure. It makes me think of St. Teresa of Avila teaching about the prayer recollection mm-hmm. within Carmelite spirituality and that process of recollecting the soul or St. Augustine in his confessions talking about the need to gather up his soul once again that's been distended across mm-hmm. all these different desires and occupations, preoccupations, So, it also reminds me of Pope St. John Paul II in his 1998 apostolic letter, Mm -hmm. the Latin title, Dies Domini, or we would say in English, the Lord's Day. So, he was reflecting on the Christian Sabbath, also with all of its Jewish roots, but as we know, the Jewish Sabbath to this day is Saturday, the seventh day of the week. The Christian Sabbath after the resurrection of Jesus on the first day of the week became the eighth day of the week the day of the new creation of God and so in the United States for example we have the weekend which really is from the Judeo-Christian tradition both the Jewish Sabbath of Saturday the Christian Sabbath of Sunday it's really a beautiful thing but we might ask ourselves do we take advantage of this downtime as much as we're able do we allow ourselves To dedicate ourselves to worship God on this Sabbath day of rest. Mm -hmm. St. John Paul II has so much to say in this apostolic letter. We can put a link in the description in this episode. But I'll just share this one fragment of the letter from paragraph 11 under the heading of the Sabbath talking about the Lord's day. So John Paul II writes this. It would be banal to interpret God's rest as a kind of divine inactivity. By its nature, the creative act which founds the world is unceasing, and God is always at work. As Jesus himself declares in speaking of the Sabbath precept. My Father is working still, and I am working, from the Gospel of St. John chapter 5. So we talk about God creating the universe from nothing, the Latin expression, creatio ex nihilo. We also use another Latin expression, creatio continua. God is always creating, always at work in a real way. So he's saying what we mean by Sabbath rest doesn't mean a divine inactivity. He also says that the divine rest of the seventh day does not allude to an inactive God but emphasizes the fullness of what has been accomplished. Again, the fullness of what has been accomplished. This is the point. It speaks, as it were, of God's lingering before the very good work in Hebrew, tov mechod, which has, his hand has wrought in order to cast upon it a gaze full of joyous delight, mm, just mm-hmm. like you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So, imagining God lingering, tarrying with His own work, facing His own work and delighting in it, just mm-hmm. like you were talking about mm-hmm. as a parent, delighting in the work of your children mm-hmm. and their clothes being a witness to their work, their labor throughout the day, mm-hmm. in which they took delight, mm-hmm. and you taking delight in their delight.
0: Mm-hmm. I love this word lingering that John Paul II mentions. Um, It does sound so restful, lingering on something, lingering on the beauty of what was worked, what was done. Um, This is such a restful word. It's wonderful to think about being able to rest at this pace of lingering at this pace of delight.
1: Exactly. I think this is exactly what liturgy is mm-hmm. where we linger on the staving works of god mm-hmm. we gather together remember yeah mm-hmm. we recollect our souls mm-hmm. and in the highest gesture of our created being we contemplate what god has done in the liturgical communio, communion of the church mm-hmm. saint john paul ii goes on to say that this gaze of god on his own work is a contemplative gaze which does not look to new accomplishments but enjoys the beauty of what has already been achieved it's so wonderful and i think like on the enneagram i'm a three an achiever and i'm the kind of person that even before i've scaled one mountain i'm already looking at the next one to climb mm-hmm. and i don't t- take time to rest at what has happened, how God has worked in my life, how Mm -hmm. He's brought me through different things, how His grace has been at work, and the fruit that's come. Mm -hmm. And I don't... I have a lot of trouble remembering Mm -hmm. of looking back, of just thanking God. Mm -hmm. It's always this avarice, this greediness to want more, to Mm -hmm. want to accomplish more, Mm -hmm. achieve more. Mm
0: -hmm. And one thing that I was just thinking too when you said all that was that uh, you want to rest when you're at the mountain, so you can look back and see. I think there's rest on the mountaintop, and I also think there's a rest to be had in the valley. Mm -hmm. Um, When there are times of despair and trouble, is a great time to find rest, Mm -hmm. to regain the strength, to be at, we could say, in the valley or at base camp, Mm -hmm. if we think about this metaphor of hiking. To be at base camp, to gather yourself, to gather your thoughts, to rest, to put together all your provisions for for the journey ahead. Certainly if we have been in troubled times, if we're in grief or trauma, the climb of the mountain will be intense. And so that first rest at base camp when you're making sure that you're all ready is a, a crucial time of rest as well. So a rest before the climb and a rest at the end of the climb.
1: Yeah, it's really this art of trying to see the world as God sees it. As John Paul II says, this gaze which God casts upon all things, but in a special way upon man, the crown of creation. Whether at the base camp or the summit of the mountain, mm-hmm. there is man, the crown of creation. Man, male and female, is his and her own summit in the image of God mm-hmm. created in the image of God we are the mountain that God wanted to climb
0: mm-hmm.
1: by becoming human and suffering with us dying with us in order to rise and save us to redeem us it's the gaze of Christ when he looks at the young man with love when he looks at the Samaritan woman with love when he looks at every person he encounters with love John Paul says this is a gaze which already discloses something of the nuptial shape of the relationship with God wants to establish with the creature made in his own image by calling that creature to enter a pact of love this is what God will gradually accomplish in offering salvation to all humanity through the saving covenant made with Israel and fulfilled that Shabbat in Christ. It will be the Word incarnate through the eschatological gift, that gift for all times, that gift consummated at the end of time, of the Holy Spirit and the configuration of the Church as His body and bride who will extend to all humanity the offer of mercy and the call of the Father's love. Such rich theology Mm. here (laughs) from St. John Paul II. We can hear some of the the intonation of this theology of the body coming through there and thinking about the nuptial character of this rest of God. And Mm. I think we as married people, by the grace of our sacraments, which is strengthened by the other sacraments like penance and eucharist regularly we feel a rest in our togetherness Mm -hmm. a rest in each other in our domestic church in this vocation of marriage and family life there's a real spousal rest in our interpersonal communion Mm -hmm. Uh, and this points to the relationship god wants to have with each one of us and that relationship that is grace restores and makes possible.
0: Mm-hmm. John Paul II, I heard he said when you were mentioning this quote, the eschatological gift, and you referred to that as being like at the end, that the end of our, of our lives, we could even say. So I think it's so good to picture that earthly rest is a direct preparation for eternal rest Mm -hmm. and this rest that we all anxiously await. The amazing news is that we don't have to wait for the eternal rest, for rest to begin. Mm -hmm. That it begins now, it begins within our relationship with God, within our life in the church, within our communities, within our families, that the rest we can begin now. This eternal rest is now, is at hand now. We only have to yield and let go and allow the Holy Spirit to transform our our lives into a, a restful life where the busyness of, of life is slowed down and the noisiness is quieted.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of practical ways we can go about this. Like we were talking about earlier, not filling every day of the calendar mm-hmm. if, if possible and knowing it's okay if there's a day that there's nothing Mm -hmm. written there, there's Mm -hmm. nowhere to go, and what could that day end up being like? Mm -hmm. That's not so much about doing, 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 going, Mm -hmm. going, going, but being, Mm -hmm. being together, Mm -hmm. recognizing our being, as Pope Benedict has said, in the image of the Trinity, Mm -hmm. who is three persons being from God the Son, being for mm-hmm. God the Father and being with God the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Understanding our own being in this way, in these multiple dimensions.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, like what was so great, you said, um, not knowing what's going to happen. So having delight in the unexpected and in the possibilities.
1: And maybe we could just move toward our closing prayer by just sharing a couple of things uh, practical things that we do to try to draw us into the rest of God because as human beings we are body and soul after all and so as Jesus says the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak so how do we help calm our flesh our anxious flesh our sometimes irritable flesh or concupiscent flesh how do we calm all these appetites of the flesh and and help to recollect them and and settle them down it's like the storm of the flesh Mm -hmm. like so what are maybe a couple things that you like to try to do on a daily basis if possible and you feel like that's helping you enter you know move toward the rest of god
0: well certainly prayer would be would be one praying liturgy of the hours is always helpful also if we're not able to get to mass doing the daily readings and taking some quiet time to really slowly read the readings and meditate on them
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's also a question i think when we pray about the posture of our bodies Mm -hmm. that we can think about how am i standing or kneeling or sitting or Mm -hmm. laying down and and I know for myself, sometimes if if I feel like I'm wound kind of tight for whatever going on in life, conflict or unexpected disasters, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, that you know I'm gonna go pray in the hammock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna lay down and just mm-hmm. let my body relax. Cal- yeah, mm-hmm. relax mm-hmm. and calm down. At other times, definitely I'll be on my knees. Mm-hmm. But but sometimes intentionally saying I'm gonna just unwind I'm just going Mm -hmm. to relax I'm gonna spread out you know my Mm -hmm. body and uh, and drinking herbal tea Mm -hmm. I love to do in the morning and at night before going Mm -hmm. to bed that's a pretty good day if that Mm -hmm. happens And, Mm -hmm. and I know if it does happen I've had some restfulness not exactly synonymous with the rest of God But the the way of taking care of of oneself through good nutrition and exercise and sleep. And you mentioned the Benedictines, how they have a real balance of work, prayer, and rest. Mm -hmm. Like sleep, uh, the ideal Benedictine day, eight hours of each of those three things. Mm -hmm. And so uh, these practical things, I think, are important. And as you you mentioned this way of prayer being able to find silence too in the Mm -hmm. day like where there is no noise Mm -hmm. uh, peeling away from screens getting fresh air Mm -hmm. uh, being attuned to the patterns of nature the sunrise the sunset the stars the wind the precipitation the flow of the stream all these different kinds of things uh, really to be in tune with our intertwined being, with the whole cosmos, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. um, creates a really nice environment, a nice setting that is, uh, we become better disposed to enter the rest of God mm-hmm. ultimately um, spiritually. But the Word did become flesh, so it does involve our bodies mm-hmm. too, uh, and that unity between body and soul.
0: This has been a great conversation, and I look forward to thinking more about rest, but let's close in prayer for now.
1: One of the best prayers that gets at the rest of God, in addition to Psalm 95, which the, is the invitatory psalm for the um, Liturgy of the Hours, also in night prayer, the, canticle, the Gospel Canticle of Simeon from the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 2. This prayer as well as the prayer for those who have died maybe Mm -hmm. we could kind of dovetail these two Mm -hmm. prayers to close here so in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen protect us lord as we stay awake watch over us as we sleep that awake we may keep watch with christ and asleep rest in his peace
0: Protect us, Lord, as we stay awake. Watch over us as we
1: sleep, that awake we may keep watch with Christ and asleep rest in his peace. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord,
0: and let light perpetual shine upon them.
1: May the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Shoeless Podcast. We hope you continue the conversation in your own home and with the people you love.
1: We hope it challenges and inspires you to walk shoeless in the world and to live Catholic with abandon.